welcome back to Book Talks Podcast. This is Kayla. And Marissa. And this week we read Realm Breaker by Victoria Averyard. Something like that. I never know if I pronounce all those names correctly. Or actually any name in any book. I feel like I butchered all of these names in my head. I did okay with these names, I think. Except for Domacridian. Doma. I feel like she just wrote Dom and then just like threw a bunch of letters at the end of it. I was like, yeah, this will be a name. And then everyone just calls him Dom. But he's just Dom. Um, I feel like I, don't, like I know each character, but I don't think I can give them everyone's names. Like there's like the core girl, Corrine, which her name, she's core blood, but her name is Corrine. I, yeah, that was very <laughs> clever. Or, or just like easy. Like I feel like it's not even clever. Like it's like, oh, this would be an easier way. Yeah. Um, helps people remember that she's the one with the core blood. <laughs> I don't know why um, Soriska, I called her Sarasa, but I also called her Sriracha Hot Sauce. Sarasa. She reminds me of the red girl from Game of Thrones. Oh, (laughs) really? The redheaded girl. Um, Just like how kind of like cunning she was. Sansa? No. Um, The Red Witch? Yeah, the one who like had sex on the table. That's the only thing I really remember of her. But big fan of hers. She's and, like, like she reminded me of her because she was like kind of like really cunning and like sly and like had like she always knew what the next step was. And I feel like that was sort sort of whatever her name is. Yeah, yeah. Um, sriracha hot sauce. <laughs> sriracha. Um, <laughs> Throughout my TikTok read with me, I just like kept calling her sriracha hot sauce. So I'd be like, ooh, sriracha hot sauce and Dom. <laughs> whenever I watched a couple of them, and whenever you said that you thought Cor and Dom were going to be together, I was like, ew, no. Because I always picture them being like, like uncle, daughter. Like, yeah. So when you're like, oh, I think they're a thing, I was like, ooh. <laughs> It was literally only in like the first six chapters. I was like, "Are they? Are they supposed to be a thing?" And I was really hoping not because um, Crane's like a child, <laughs> and he's an eternal. And so I was like, "Oh, I really hope not." And then literally right after I made that video, it became very clear they were not a thing. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shoot!" He literally raised her father. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like her, him. Her well, I guess. Spoiler warning, um, we'll be spoiling everything. I think we probably already did. So that's the rule of our game. We always spoil everything. So if you haven't read the book yet, don't listen to this. Someone actually Skyped us and was like, are y'all going to spoil it again? I was like, yeah. Like, we, but we always give a spoiler warning. Like, we spoil everything. You can't talk about a, a book for 40 minutes without spoiling everything. Yeah. It'd be very hard to give our thoughts on things without spoiling it. We're very opinionated. I also like feel like I don't think ahead. I'm like, oh, is this going to be a spoiler? So I have to watch myself. So just so we don't have to watch ourselves. Yeah, we're spoiling everything. I didn't see what you rated this on Goodreads. I think I gave it a four. Okay. It was more of a high three for me. Yeah. Um, but I rounded up. I I didn't dislike it. It's hard because it's, it's the first book of a series. And I never really loved the first book of a series because um, it's a lot of like they're building the world and I was so confused the first like 100 pages of this book I was like what in the world is going on oh same um, and it's towards the end when they like 
everything's going bad. I'm just like, oh, I'm going to have to wait for another book to come out to have this all resolve itself. Yeah. But I don't hate it. And I read 500 and something pages in a week. So don't hate it. I did buy the Red Queen because it had a big sale at Barnes & Noble for the box set. Nice. Nice. So that's why I post photo. I'm really shocked that people keep their books and boxes on their shelves. I am too because the pictures you sent me, it was very obvious it was in a box. And I was like, it doesn't look as good as if it's like free and out of the box. I but apparently so I'm wrong. <laughs> for So I did a poll for those who don't know. I have I bought a box of The Red Queen, which is four books. I think there's like a fifth book that's not in the box. So I think that's just like, a, like an extra thing. Yeah. But that's from the same author as Victoria Aviard. It's her, her first series and it's, it's really popular. So I bought the box set because it was on sale at Barnes Noble and I, I didn't mind this book and I kind of I kind of feel like that one's going to be better. I do too. Um, I actually listened to the audiobook of like the first couple of chapters of that one and then I realized I'm like, oh, I want to read this book like not listening to audiobook. So that's yeah. why I stopped. That was like last summer and I still haven't gotten to it. But I did a poll on Instagram of in the box set and not on my bookshelf because I just don't know what to do if I should leave it in the box or not because it's a nice box. And everyone's voting box, keeping it in the box. And I, me and Marissa were leaning towards taking it out. I I really think they should be free on the shelf. But apparently everyone else disagrees. And since I'm new to the book world, I guess we defer to them. <laughs> Maybe we're doing it wrong. I did have a box set for Discovery of Witches. And I took it out of that one because I had a, another book of that series that didn't go in the box set. So it didn't look okay. nice. Yeah. And there are, I think with Red Queen, there are actually two novellas because there's the Cruel Crown and then there's another one. But I've heard they're just like add-ons to the series, like in case you wanted more, um, but not relevant. Like you don't have to read them. That's what so, I was feeling. I don't yeah. know if I'll really commit that far because, again, it is young adult. And it's as much as I get through it, I don't love it as much as Akatar, which I have three sets of for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Literally three sets. <laughs> Plus whatever's on your Kindle. <laughs> I actually don't have any of them on my Kindle, but I do have them all in audiobook. <laughs> so actually four. <laughs> but back uh, to Realm Breaker. Yes, back to Realm Breaker. Okay, I saw your review on Goodreads. You gave it a three? A three. It's, it's like a 3.3, 3.5, that area for me. Um, I saw you related to Lord of the Rings. I'd never even read or seen Lord of the Rings, so I actually don't know about... I don't know if how close the relation it is. So Lord of the Rings is like the godfather of all fantasy. That is where fantasy stems from. And as I was reading this... It gave me very much Lord of the Rings vibes because Lord of the Rings is like a quest and a, a nine companions go on this quest to take the ring to Mordor and destroy the ring. And there's this like internal struggle with like Frodo and the ring. And I was getting this struggle with Crane and the spindle blade and, and Dom was like, oh, I want to bear this burden, which is literally just like straight from Lord of the Rings. Um, and then what was funny was in her acknowledgments, she actually thanks J.R.R. Tolkien for inspiring her. And that's who wrote Lord of the Rings. So I was like, okay, it makes sense. Like, and I do get it. Like, I'm not mad at like, you know, stealing ideas isn't the right word, but getting inspired by that sort of thing. For me personally, I 
just felt the connections were too obvious. Like for you, you didn't even notice you've never read Lord of the Rings. But for me, I was like, okay, seven companions going to take the spindle blade. It's Karain's burden to bear. And it was fine. Although I will say, if you scroll back on my TikTok a little bit, you will see I posted a TikTok where I said, I do not like books about pirate ships. I, I never have, I never will for some reason being on the sea on a pirate ship is not my thing. So when chapter one was like, my mom's a pirate and I want to sail the sea, I was like, oh no. <laughs> well, fortunately, she's not a pirate. Like they, they have that like one sea dragon in the sea, but yeah. it was very short that chapter. I felt like it was almost too short for like a sea dragon coming onto the boat. <laughs> Like, other things were really pulled out. Like, we got chapters about how much she, like, missed her, like, mother or something like that. But then we got, like, ten pages of, like, a sea dragon. And I was like, what? The mommy issues were so cringy to me. <laughs> well, I think it's because we don't have mommy issues. <laughs> True. <laughs> we have True. a lot of other issues, but those are ones we don't have. So. <laughs> I, I could not relate to Crane's mommy issues, but she has some. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I guess I was saying like her and Andy can relate, but I feel like he he has mommy issues in the reverse way where he's just a mama's boy to yeah. a T. And I do think their relationships were different and Victoria Aveyard showed they were different because when Corrine was like, mom, take me with you. And the mom was like, no, absolutely not. Versus when Andrew was like, mom, we have to go and escape. And she was like, let me get my shawl, even though I'm sick and dying. Let me just pack my things and go with you, bud. <laughs> um, which I really hope she made it out because I had this fear that Erida, the, the queen, Andrew's queen, would have captured his mom, potentially, which may still happen in the second book. We don't, we don't know the fate of his mother, but that would make me really sad. I kind of hope his mom made it out and escaped. And even though it's sad that she may never see her son again, at least don't use her as a pawn or anything. Well, part of me thinks that Erida... Irida would have a soft spot for the mother because whenever yeah. he did come back from the battle, which the first chapter, I was like, what in the God name is going on? Like, I had no idea. I was like, who's talking? Like, what is what is this? When he came back, she was like, did you see your mother? That was the only reason I thought like maybe she would have some remorse with his mother. But whenever the last line in the book is her being like, I'll kill her. She took a full... Well, I guess not full 180 because we didn't get to see her be that nice. But like when she turned on them at the ball, I was shook. Were you? You were shook? I didn't see it coming at all. I, okay. I said this in one of my TikToks. I did not see her marrying Terristan. Like that was shocking. I was like, what? Um, <laughs> how did this even happen? I did think she was a bad guy because the voices in Andrew's head were telling him not to give her the sword. Don't tell her about the spindle blade. And so I think I said that in either my first or second TikTok. I was like, oh, is Eric a bad guy? I wasn't like super committed to the idea though. So, so when she did betray them, it was still like, oh, it was like a really good turning point for me. But I will say... The spindle blade was telling him, or I guess it was um, Valtica. Valtica was the voice in his head, right? The little old witch. I didn't realize it was a voice in his head. I thought it was just like his like instincts. I was okay. very confused at that because I didn't feel like it was explained well, where I was like, maybe I just don't pay attention to detail as well, but I was like, oh, like it's just his instincts being like, keep this hidden. 
No, I don't think it's a problem of you not paying attention to details because I pay attention to details and I was wholly confused for 500 pages. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, I thought the prologue was very promising. I, I mean, it was confusing, obviously, because we're just like thrown in this battle and who's Dom, who's Terristan, who's Andre, who are we like, who do we care about? But it was really promising. And then it was like chapter after chapter, new idea was introduced, new character was introduced, nothing was coming together. I still can't tell you what a spindle is, if I'm being completely honest. So I guess the spindle is like the thing between realms. And if you're born from the spindle, you have a spindle blood and you can control the, the realms. I'm, I, this, is, this is my interpretation of it. That's your interpretation. Mine was it's a wormhole. And people on TikTok said, no, a spindle is the thing Sleeping Beauty touches in the Disney movie. And I was like, I don't think that's relevant. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, no, no, it's like, that's what they have to go touch to open the realm. And I was like, I do not think that was ever said. <laughs> I don't think so, because when Tarison, Tarison, whatever his name is, I just called him Tristan, honestly, in my head. <laughs> Whenever he was opening the spindle, he didn't touch anything. He cut his hand open with the sword, and he was, yeah. like, doing some motions with it, and it opened. But that's the thing. Everyone, I feel like, has a kind of different interpretation of what a spindle is. And I think knowing what a spindle is is kind of important to the plot. <laughs> she doesn't explain it once. Like, she just throws these things out there, like, spindle, spindle, and then doesn't say anything. I'm very confused. I hope she's just like setting us up for like a, a series. Like I think she's going to write four books out of this. The next book's coming out, I think in June or July. Actually, it comes out around the time of season four of the podcast. I put it on the list, but I was like, maybe. If we're not reading it for the podcast, there's a chance I won't finish this series. And it's not because like the series is terrible. Don't read it. It's just, it's not my thing. It's young adults. I mean, I do like Sarasa and Dom, but the series itself is just not for me personally. But it's still a good young adult fantasy series if you aren't as confused as I was. I don't know. Part of me is like, wants to know how it ends now. I want to read Red Queen. And if I like Red Queen, I will read this other book. I agree. And Red Queen is so popular that I assume it'll be amazing. We'll love it. And that we should give this series a chance because I think Victoria Aveyard is a good author. Her, her writing is very good. For me personally, it's a lot of world building, which people want in fantasy. But I'm just someone who wants more romance. And I don't think we're going to get that from Victoria Aveyard. Like she said, I write young adult. I don't put smut in there. It's, it's young adult only, which is fine. But again, like if, if I have to be bogged down by another 500 pages of world building with no romance, at least let Saras and Dom get together. That's what I'm rooting for. I ship them. I feel like there has to be some level of like innocent romance or almost if it's just like Harry Potter style romance where it's like Ron and Hermione and you're rooting for them the whole damn book or like yes. it's freaking Harry and Ginny and you're like pine you're like pining all eight seven books with them. Um, <laughs> I feel like it will be that level um, or even like the Hunger Games. I think it's going to be that like I think there will be some romance in it. I just don't think we're going to get like the sex scenes from Axif. <laughs> no. Um, Andre and Corrine have a little something going on. They were holding hands throughout that book a lot. She had been saying she like wanted him to touch her like more. 
in not yeah. in not a sexual way. Like he just want, she just like wanted to keep holding his hand because he would like pull his hand away. If a boy pulled his hand away from me, I would be so mad. They were they were like so young though and innocent and like their hand holding. I was like, oh, high school. <laughs> if you think about like Tristan, Arita, Irida, whatever her name is. Again, we're butchering every name in this book. She's like the same age as Corrine. And she's basically dating like her dad <laughs> or married, married him. Also, yeah. though, I felt bad for her. as much as she's a bad girl and like she's she wants to destroy the world and rule it. She wants to be the empress. She I felt bad whenever he left on their wedding night and like wouldn't seal the deal because like you could tell it she was really crushed. <laughs> I kind of am rooting for them. <laughs> <laughs> me too like i don't want them to rule the world but i want them to stay together i think they're like the best couple in the book <laughs> whenever they're at the wedding and she's like talking about how she wants to rule the world and he's like wow like he was like so impressed with her i've already said exactly but like it was kind of like a, a little flirty comment i was like damn like i like, I want them to rule the world but like i don't want them to but like i want them to in a way that like i want them to be together and rule it right they would be powerful like i get why he needs to bring monsters but like also like do you really want to rule a world that has monsters in it yeah i'm a little confused on that too and even confused on that with um erida rita whatever her name is just because you're gonna be ruling over like you said monsters like they're gonna kill everyone uh like anybody left yeah will the monsters really pick and choose like oh we won't touch Queen Erida's people will just kill everyone else like no they'll just kill everyone so I'm a little confused on that and to Terristan's little um witch guy wizard whoever he is is creepy AF <laughs> and he's like we serve this god we serve he who waits and I'm like okay you need to go to a different realm like literally on their wedding when they're retreating to their wedding suite the wizard followed them. I was like, you don't need to be following them. I don't know why he's so protective of Terrison because Terrison seems like pretty much indestructible. Like he just drank poison yeah. and like didn't die. And whenever he did drink poison, like the wizard like jumps up, like gonna protect him. Like this guy literally seems like he can't be killed. So yeah, yeah I, I, know, I don't like him. I don't like him either. He he's creepy, and I just, I think Terristan needs to ditch him, and then Terristan and Erida can rule together, but maybe, like, from a place of love, so they're not totally evil. I don't know why I'm rooting for them, because I think they're the bad guys, but I really like them. Also, I don't really get where Tristan and the brother, I can't pronounce his name either, yeah. where do they, where are they born from? It sounded like they were just dropped from the earth. Yeah. And then they were separated, and like, one was taken to the place of Eternals, where the Verdonda live, or whatever they're called. I'm like, where are their parents? <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> he was like, oh, I just grew up in, like, the wilderness. I was like, what in the world? How does a baby feed itself? <laughs> yeah, I I did not, that was not explained. That was definitely not explained. Um, And I do understand that he's mad that his brother was chosen over him. I'm also though trying to figure out why both weren't taken together. Like, we're just going to leave this one baby out here in the woods. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I don't know why they wouldn't take two chances. Like I said, they needed one, one person to bring them back to their realm. Like, why don't you just double your odds and take them both? Yeah. 
you're so desperate to get back to your realm. Take them both. Let's see which one works out. Yeah, like, I don't understand, like, oh, like, we don't want this one. Like, it was just so stupid. Also, they never tried to go back to their realm. Like, they never used him. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> there were some things that, that didn't make sense. And, too, when all the um, monsters are coming through the spindles and Dom's people are like, ah, but that gets us closer to going back home. How does that get you closer to going back home? Please explain. <laughs> yeah, I am confused. I feel like I spent 500 pages being confused that like I need to know something. Like at least with Crave, I wasn't confused. I was just annoyed that this inner monologue was so frustrating. But like with this one, like we're just confused because this book is just so world building. Very that I feel like I need to commit now. I feel like I need to finish because I need to know what I, what, like the point of what I just read. The, the there were things though in this book that I didn't like and I think that's the only reason I'm like maybe I won't finish because how can Dom live 500 years and know absolutely nothing <laughs> he does not know how to interact with people he does not think ahead he's like oh I'm big and scary what I had no idea I'm like Dom you've been around for 500 years it didn't make sense to me even his cousin kind of called him a brute though yeah, but his cousin even knew, like, how to talk to people. Like, or when she goes up north to that king, that, like, child king. I don't know. He's petting a bear. It's like, this is really random. <laughs> but even she, like, knew how to talk with him and negotiate with him. And then you have Dom, who literally is, like, a buffoon. I love him. Okay? I love Dom. He seems like a very nice person. But there is nothing going on up here in his head. <laughs> but she actually says that. She goes, I wish Dom was here. But he's like, but he'd be worse than I am at this. <laughs> like, like, the cousin, I was like, I think it's just like him. Like, I think his cousin knows that he's just like a, a buffoon. Like, I think he's just like, like a fighting brute who doesn't have to use his brain until now. And then now he's kind of screwed. I mean, because literally without Sarasa, they would be nowhere. Yeah. I mean, if it weren't for Sarasa, I... I'm not sure what would have happened. I do enjoy they, their banter. I do. And the fact that Sarasa is supposed to kill him at the end of all this, I'm like, I'm going to fall in love. So you like the writing. I, I didn't. Okay. So I didn't love that it skipped point of views because we never like that. But no. it wasn't as bad as books have been. I didn't like how many character point of views we had personally. I, every new chapter, I was like, oh my gosh, another character. Who's this? I can't remember. And I think Corrine is supposed to be the main character because, right, she's got the core blood and stuff. But the first, like, the prologue made me think Andre Trellin was the main character. He's the one who got the spindle blade. He witnessed everything. And so then when it switched to Corrine, and then it switched to Sarasa, and then Erida, and, like, it kept switching. And I was like, we never even got back to Andre until much later in the book. And that confused me because I, I didn't know who to focus on. Like, I need someone to focus on. And maybe she doesn't want there to be one main character, but I kind of need a hero to root for. So, I, I mean, when I say I like the writing, I think she's very skilled. Her world building is very masterful. I, I think in the world of fantasy, she probably did a good job. For me, it's not my style. But I don't want to ding her just because it's not my style. So Corinne and Andrew did have the most chapters. So I started marking each chapter with post-its of each okay. color character because I couldn't keep up in the beginning. Mm -hmm. 
when I just kept on going. I compare a lot of books to um, Six of Crows. That book was so hard for me to get through because it comes from switching point of views and I didn't really care. And I don't know the hype around that book. Uh, we kind of don't like it. We kind of bash it. I don't. I still don't get the hype around it, honestly. I and think I compare- it's just because of the Netflix show. I don't. I didn't even watch. I couldn't even get through the Netflix show <laughs> because the Netflix show doesn't even talk about that point of the book either. No, they completely made up a Six of Crows storyline in the Netflix show. So yeah, I just don't. Everyone's like, this book changed my life, and I'm just like, I don't get it. But no. I relate a lot of books to that when I talk about point of views because that one was just rough. And that one was, this one was not as bad as that, that one. Yeah. This one wasn't bad um, because the story flowed. So you were never, you were never switching to a point of view. I felt like where you were like, ah, I don't want to read this. Switch me back. Because you were still, they were all together. So you were still getting everyone's like story. It was just from one person's point of view. The thing is, those were, they were all together too. I don't maybe just wasn't written as well because like they were all on a mission too it was just so hard to get through yeah I yeah I was not a fan of six of crows I will say this was much better than six of crows so Um, I think I compared to that I'm like oh this book wasn't that bad because I and also the chapters are very long which I don't usually love but I feel like we got a lot of that character for like 20 pages and then it switched to another point of view and I wasn't upset by it, where I feel like Scars is like really short chapters, pointing of view. So you were constantly switching after every five pages, and you're like, okay, like I need a break. I did take breaks after these chapters, but like you also read a lot. Like you were like 30 pages and took a break. You're like, okay, I deserve this break. <laughs> I took a break, I think, after every single chapter. This book was only 30 something chapters. And if you compared that to Akatar, which might have a similar number of pages, there are like 60 chapters. So these chapters were double the length of what I'm kind of used to reading. And it really did. Like I was mentally exhausted at the end of every chapter. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. And you like been through a lot. Another part that I was shook at was when they were captured in the desert village. I was so mad. And then they were just, they got out <laughs> and then they got out. It was no big deal. So Joel was like, what did you, took you so long like just get out um yeah no I wasn't really sure what she was going to do with that when they were captured because up until then they'd escaped everything bad and so then they were captured I was like well that's it now they're going to get executed and the story's over and then like you said they they just walked out of the prison no problem a little anticlimactic but I was glad they got out obviously I think if I was the position of Coram, I would just go to a place where no one would find me and go to bed. Yes. <laughs> I don't think I would really want to try and save the world. And the thing is, they mentioned that there are other people out there with the core blood who could be doing it. But they're like, well, Crane, it's you. You're the one we found. And she's just like, this is my destiny. <laughs> Crane, no. <laughs> no, you don't have to do this. <laughs> Um, yeah. I'm also not really sure what she's doing aside from just giving her blood to close the spindle. I think it's just what she's doing. Like it's just her blood. Like I don't think she her she gives any assets. <laughs> I guess like um, maybe on the ship thing, she like knew things she oh educated in the world. But like other than that, like she doesn't help anybody. She's more <laughs> burden. There's a there's a scene with the Kraken where they just tie her to the mast <laughs> because they would rather just 
put her away than let her help fight because she's that useless. <laughs> My hero is with the witch. She ties herself up with her, though. <laughs> the witch was so funny. She was like, oh, yes. Because <laughs> I'm like, I get to help her. She's like, nope. nope. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, that scene killed me, though. And you're right. Like, that Kraken scene was really short. And... I kind of feel like that scene was pointless, honestly. Like, I mean, I guess it showed them where the spindle was, kind of. But not at the really. same time, it didn't. Like, yeah, it didn't. And and so I feel like it was just thrown in as like, look, here's a, another action scene. It's like, okay, can we get to the, like, good parts, though? She made it just so short that I was just like, and we already knew about the monsters because we got the play-by-play by her mother's ship. So I didn't feel the need of that scene because we already saw, we realized how bad it was because the mother, who was one of the best pirates in this realm, got taken down by this monster. So she was well aware of that. I didn't feel the need either. It was really short. So I was just like, why is this even here? Like Like, no one of importance got hurt or died. Yeah. That, that was what I was going to say. Not only was it short and pointless, but, like, it was unbelievable. You're telling me every other person on the ship is, like, oh, being grabbed by the Kraken and killed. But everyone in their party of seven was, like, totally fine, unscathed. And they're not all skilled warriors. I mean, that Charlie guy is, is like, brains, not bronze. Andrew's like, a squire. I mean, I guess he's trained in fighting, but he's also, like, kind of insecure. Saras and Sigil are the only two who can really fight. I mean, Dom can fight, but... um. He's more just a brute. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I I thought it was dumb. I get the whole jail part because Sigil got a lot of information they needed. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was more important to where finding where the spindle is than it was the Kraken. I do think Sriracha's, like, ex-assassin fam is going to come into play and be an issue. Yeah. Um, When they leave the desert because they currently, the book ends and they're in the desert. They close the spindle and that's that. So... And they gotta, like, go to the location of the two other spindles that are open, I think. I think just two at the moment. My problem is they're not fixing the problem because Terristan can just keep opening spindles. Also, can't he just, like, circle back to that spindle and reopen it? So are they just gonna, like, follow him around to the end of his days closing spindles? Right, like, don't they need to probably kill Terristan to get this problem to stop? Yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen. Again, I would just take a nap. I think I would just go to bed. Dom is very committed to this issue. And if I were Dom, I would also just take a nap. <laughs> I just don't get why his, like, elders aren't with them. Like, I wish they had, like, an army of some sort. Yeah. They're Eternals, so they don't die as easily. So it feels like that'd be a great army to have against this situation. But somehow this situation is helping them go home, which I'm still just not understanding. <laughs> yeah. Again, I would just take her and leave the realm. Take Corinne, open the spindle, and get your people out. And let Tristan and Arita take over. They're going to be a power couple. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That sounds good to me. Who cares about I'm the I'm very war? intrigued, though, because, like, we got the City of Water, and we get the monsters from the Seawater Realm. Are there any good, mo- like, good sea people in the realms? Yeah, that's a good question. It's like all the other realms are bad, and I don't think that's realistic. They're- yeah, and they get to the Realm of Diamonds, and wouldn't you just think there'd be diamonds and gold? Like, why, why are there monsters there? Yeah, like, 
Erida heard a growl. What it? Why? <laughs> are the are the diamonds talking to you? Like, <laughs> I'm like, if someone opened a portal to our realm, you'd get some pollution, but nothing else, really. <laughs> I, I'm just confused. I'm mostly because of the water thing because I feel like in a realm where there's like sea creatures, like there has to be some good ones. Yeah, but yes, no, I I do agree that it seems. This world Victoria Aveyard's building is like the one Karain's in is the only good one and every other realm is bad. But I feel like maybe, maybe a place she could be going is they'll use Karain to open a spindle to a good realm with people who can help fight the bad things. Maybe. Because otherwise you expect me to believe every other realm is just monsters. Well, the realm that the elders are from. Yeah. Yeah, what about them? That's what I'm saying. They should just open this and they'll go back to their realm and and they call it a day. They, she goes with the elders. <laughs> so why haven't they done that already? Because they had the spindle blades and they had core blood. I think each spindle for each realm is in a special location and you can't really tell what it is. Okay. So like the the, the realm spindle for the water is right in that desert. Okay. And part of me thinks I just don't know where the other one is to go home. Okay. That's that is my thought. I, maybe I missed it, but that's that's like a no, thought I have. I think that's right. I think they they said they don't know where it is. <laughs> so then, what were they gonna do with Kor's dad or Karain's dad? Like, I think they need a wizard with them, and I think that's the point of Val- Valik, whatever her name is, to yeah. Karain, and I think that's the point of the other wizard to Tristan. And I think he knows where these spindles are. Like, I think they knew that the the earthquake opened up and it was the spindle who opened up for the, the gold world. So maybe they, maybe they, he was just so young and they haven't started their mission yet. Like, they were just still training him. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Without they had more time with him. But again, that's why you have two. That's why you, you, you take both twins. Because <laughs> if this happens, you have a backup. Exactly. Yeah, no. I, I think the elders need to get their stuff together <laughs> also like he didn't say anybody about how he had a daughter he should have had more children for more blood yeah so he uh, had more chances to oh, the close the spindles or open the spindles <laughs> why is it all big secret that he has one daughter yeah no i don't i don't really know i i'm also I don't know the whole the whole situation with Karain and her mom and him being her dad. I that's some family drama that I don't want to be involved in personally. <laughs> but there are definitely some I don't want to say like plot holes in this book, but yeah, like some questions we have, some questions that were not answered in this book that I don't know if she has answers to. We will see, I guess. Every first book of a series, I think, is just confusing. We, we mostly read series that have book two and book three, like, already out. So we don't have to sit around and wonder. Like, with Akatar, I read them all, like, within, a, like, a week of each other. And you've probably, like, sat back with book one and analyzed. You're probably like, wow, like, what? why do we have this? Why do we have that? Why do we have this? So that's I true. think that's going to be the case, especially on a one that's more world-building. But, yeah, I don't know. How do you compare this one to Crescent City? Crescent City is superior. I I, and it had, and there wasn't even, like, sex in that book. And mm. it was just so, it was still just very adult romance. And I don't know how she does it. I, I think Sarah J. Mass is just 
incredible. I don't want to stick on my I love Sarah J. Mass <laughs> podcast because we probably have like five of them, but she's so good. And that book was also a little longer. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't oh, yeah. told in so many point of views. Well, actually, it kind of was. Whose? It was Hans, hers, the brothers. Oh, I forgot about the brothers. It switched to the nurse or is the nurse? <laughs> yeah, I think it did. <laughs> um, even though like bad guy cop, I felt like it switched to at him at some point. It switched around a lot, it's but true. she did it so good that you couldn't even like tell. Yeah, no, I, that's the thing. So that's like the only other book I had to compare this to where we read book one and book two wasn't coming out for a year. And it was long with world building because, you know, she was creating a world too. And I wasn't as confused in that book. I was in that book. I was confused for the first hundred pages, as I always am in all fantasy books. But that book then started tying together. And I feel like it wasn't so abstract. This book to me was very abstract with the realms and the spindles and having to close them. And two, I think Victoria Aveyard like I said, is really trying to create a world the way J.R.R. Tolkien created a world in Lord of the Rings. So she was naming cities and people that weren't relevant to the book. And so it was hard to kind of sort through all that and like focus on what was actually important because she kept bringing things into it that just like had no impact on the story. Um, Whereas like Sarah J. Mass didn't really do that in Crescent City. So again, I wasn't as confused in Crescent City. At the end of it, I feel like you knew there was going to be a book two, but you weren't like hankering. Like you weren't like, I have to get the second one now because Crescent City was like kind of a complete story. They solved the crime and it was complete. Whereas this one, they like closed one spindle, but Arid and Terrison are like, we are going to conquer the world and kill everyone. So you kind of like have to keep going. That's yeah. And she, I think she builds the world a little more. Mm-hmm. I think Sarah's more character heavy yeah. development, which I, I think I prefer. I do yeah. Too. I think they're just very different authors. And yeah, like, I, and we've said this before and she did that with Akatar too. Like she doesn't end the first book on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Like that original issue, the original problem is solved. Mm-hmm. But then she creates a whole new list of problems and a new plots. Whereas we have gotten the objective, but we have not got the completion. Which I have said it before because I said it about like a fate of wrath and flame and may- I think a curse of dark and lonely. I said, first books in a fantasy series should not end on cliffhangers, especially if you're an untested author. So, okay, it doesn't apply to Victoria Aveyard because she has the Red Queen series. So maybe she can get away with it. But especially for untested authors, because if I didn't know who Victoria Aveyard was and I got to the end of this book and I was like, eh, do I bother keep going or not? You might just choose not to. I feel like authors really should just like end the first book as a complete thought And so then when the next one comes out, it's like a a pleasant surprise. You're like, oh, I'm going to get more of that world as opposed to, oh, I have to read the next book. The Fate and Wrath of Flames pisses me off just because, like, I know Kay Tucker is not being held to any deadlines. Only the ones she sets for herself. So, like, we can get the book next time or we can get the book never. So Um, I, that was, that's the one who really pisses me off because she ended on the biggest cliffhanger. At least, like, they stopped one spindle here. That's true. Yeah, like, they did stop the one spindle, but Fate of Wrath and Flame makes me so mad. (laughs) I need the second book. (laughs) I know. Um, But yeah, overall, I give it, like, a three, three, six. Three, three. 
not the best fantasy, but not bad. Um, I'm also not, I think this might be the, my first, well, Sarah J. Mass, like, they have realms, but, like, they're not really talked about often. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, one of my first books ever with, like, realms, and yeah. I kind of just like fairies better. <laughs> Again, I think it's, like, almost too abstract. Yeah, for me, personally, this book was just too confusing. Maybe if I reread it, things would click together better. But quite frankly, I don't think I, I have the patience to reread 553 pages. Again, not as bad as Crave, where we were, like, annoyed at Grace's inner monologue. I wasn't annoyed at this book. I was just kind of waiting to get to the good parts, because so much was world building. And I'm like you, I prefer character development. Just personal preference overall uh yeah we give it like it's 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 a three range for us i'm gonna read the red queen and i might like it better stay tuned stay tuned it's gonna be the first series i read in the new year the thing is red queen's going to once you start you're going to have to commit to it so if you start it too soon into busy season you might not be able to i bet you get it done before busy season If you can get it done before. Sorry, I cut you off. No, you're good. No, it's kind of like me with um, the From Blood and Ash series. I need to finish that because I've been putting it off because of like our podcast books and uh, my my audiobooks, but I don't want to wait till busy season to like get back into it. So, um, especially because the fourth book is coming out in March 15th, I think. Okay. Yeah. Like the day busy season, that kind of ends, but sort of. Well, thanks for listening. Um, let us know what you think about this book and what other books you guys want us to read for season four. We're creating the lineup now. But this is Kayla and Marissa. Have a good day. <laughs>